Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hello, hello, Dr. Stephen Green, the success doctor. Welcome, everyone. Today, really big topic, the disconnect, the disconnect. I'm going to tell you all about what this means, all about what this means. But just as a little bit of a background, uh, I am recording this. It is January 2nd, 2020. Not sure when you will be able to listen to it. But the point is, like many people, New Year, many people make resolutions, make goals, review the previous year. Well, from a business standpoint, I'm looking back and I'm always trying to determine, hey, what can I do better? What might I have done differently? How would I have maybe handled the situation now being able to look back maybe slightly differently with the goal always to be able to improve? But I want to, so I reviewed a lot of the situations that came up, and, and a lot of the times things are kind of just rolling through. A student, I'll meet with a student, and we'll have work to handle, and we handle it, and everyone's happy, and they move on. But occasionally, uh, maybe 10, 20% of my caseload, uh, not everyone's on the same page. And when I say not everyone, and this is where the disconnect comes in. Not everyone. I am referring specifically to the parents and the students or somebody in the household isn't on the same page. And often this happens and, and it's, it's tough when you have a divorce situation, you have different parents uh, trying to oversee a circumstance. So I want to discuss a few case studies and what they were and how they happened. And I'm going to start with the situation where the parents or parent are much more motivated and have much higher goals and aspirations for the student than the student has for themselves. And this happens at all levels. So I'm going to start with a circumstance I had where the parents were very interested in a student leaving their present school, which was a, a, the local public school, and moving into a prestigious private school. And the private school is well known. Uh, has an excellent track record of getting the college prep circumstance. So most of the time, uh, or often, part of the reason people are going to send their children there is because they want them to have a higher status and a stronger situation applying for colleges eventually. There is uh, obviously uh, different circumstances in terms of the education sometimes, but that's usually the ultimate goal. So I had a, a few situations this past year where the parents were very motivated uh, for the child to, to be able to attend this school. Um, and the student, frankly, wasn't. The student was happy where they were. They were old enough that they had made a lot of friends. Uh, they, at this point, they were in middle school, so the transition would have been happening as they started ninth grade. And they didn't want to leave their friends. They didn't want to have to start a whole new social group. They didn't want to have a different drive to school, so on and so on. Well, 
what connects this together is that in order to be accepted to the school, the student had to take an entrance exam, among other things. So there was a test they had to take, which is in this case called the SSAT, which of course sounds very familiar to the SAT. Uh, and it is a similar sort of test. But it was one of the criteria that the school was going to use to decide if they were going to admit the child or not. Anyway, the first few times I met with the student, they frankly just really weren't working. They were unmotivated. Uh, they didn't do the homework I had asked them to do. They were kind of just sluggish about it. And I said, what's, what's going on here? And the child just basically came right out and said, I don't, I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm happy where I am. I've had a lot of um, pushback on this to my parents. I'm using my vocabulary here, not theirs. Uh, and it created a lot of tension in the situation. So I reached out to the parents and said, look, are you aware of this? I said, yeah, they are. It's a kid. They don't understand what's good for them, so on and so on. Just keep working with them. So we eventually pushed through. Uh, I did a program that I normally would have done in this circumstance. This was about 12 weeks. They took the test. Uh, if you flash forward about six weeks after that, they found out they were accepted to the school. But it does bring up an interesting scenario where you've got this lack of coordination in goals. And, and I've seen this happen at a lot of different levels. Probably the biggest one or the most common one is, is the parents pushing the kids to get good grades because they think it's important and that students are not as motivated. And in this case, the admission to the independent private school uh, was a big, important thing for the parents and not nearly as important, in fact, probably unimportant and even negative to the child. This, unfortunately or fortunately, is, is, is pretty common. I see this happening, um, and I think it's going to depend some degree on geography and socioeconomics and uh, expectations, but uh, it, it's something that uh, I'm not exactly sure how to handle in a larger sense. It's definitely a case-by-case -case situation, but it needs to be addressed. And, it, and, and it's a good question I'm, I'm asking at this point is, hey, is everybody on the same page? If it's a, a unified family, it's a parent supporting what's going on, the child plugged in. Uh, in the divorce situation, it's a little trickier because you may have one parent pushing a situation and the other one not. So a lot of dynamics here that don't always go on the surface. As you know, if you're a subscriber or a common listener here, uh, my goal is always to give students and parents actions, things you can do, things you can do immediately, like right now, right after the podcast ends, even pause it go and do it. But I think the key here is just to have a discussion. Do we all have the same goals? And I say we, I mean the whole team. Student, front and center with us, but also parents, maybe even siblings, uh, support people, including educational support, including tutors or test prep people like myself, tutoring and test prep that I do, things like this. Now, let me flip the script a little bit and talk about kind of the reverse. I've had situations where the students are very motivated. I had a child who uh, last June was taking a, a regular level of math and wanted to ramp up and move into an honors level. Well, in order to do this, because of the way the uh, curriculum was based, they had to take a class over the summer, pass a test, 
and um, then they might be able to take the honors level in the fall. Well, the child was very motivated. I met with the child and the parent, and, and based on some uh, diagnostics and some grades and, and actually a discussion with the teacher, uh, we came up with a strategy that it would probably take 8 to 12, maybe even 15 hours of tutoring to make this happen. There was approximately a quarter of the year of the math that had to be learned and tested and things like this. And even uh, more exacerbating the issue was the most complicated stuff. Well, when the parents, uh, you know, looked this through and ran the numbers because there was a cost to it, they decided it wasn't important. They didn't want to do it. And this led to some big arguments in the family. In fact, the student reached out to me directly and says, is there any way we can just do this or I can do this on my own? So it, it goes both ways. Now, to just finish the story on that, we did end up meeting. We met about half the number of lessons that originally the estimate felt would cover the material and the student just worked hard on their own. The, in this case, they had to get an 80 on the exam. They got an 81. Just made it. But um, my point here is, in, in the reality, it's going to be sometimes the people just aren't on the same page with everything. It just happens. But it's important to realize who is setting the priorities. Is it being driven by the parents? Is it being driven by the students? Or is it some combination slash discussion? And probably there are situations where each of these three are going to work, but uh, it's probably ultimately the students' uh, priorities that should drive this. So let me just talk about some solutions very quickly. Number one, communication. Communication is super important here. Discussion. It doesn't have to be hours and hours and hours, but what do people want? What are the objectives. What are the goals? And speaking of goals, and if you listen, you know goals a big discussion topic here. You need to have short-term and long-term goals. And then you see if you hit them, reevaluate them, and you move forward from there. Another piece here is it's really important to have accurate information. In the case with the student trying to ramp up uh, from an academic to an honors level, it uh, it was really important that we knew exactly what parameters had to be satisfied to make this work. What did they have to do? What coursework did they have to make up? What test did they have to take? When did they have to take it? What score did they have to get on the test? I wanted to make sure we knew all of this before we moved any further. So you need to make sure you're getting information that's accurate and from the right source. This is not the place you want to get information from somebody you're talking to in the checkout line at the supermarket. And then finally, and I said this already, but I'm going to say it again for, for emphasis, make sure that the decision is made in the best interest of the student. That's my opinion. I think it's important. And ultimately, that's the person who's got to deal with it and live with it. So this is the message for today. Everybody wants to try to get on the same page. Reality is it isn't necessarily always going to happen, but that's okay as long as the team is in place and everybody understands where they're trying to get. So, as always, interested in your feedback, your comments, your questions, you can always email them, email them S-G-R-E-E-N-E at M-A-K-E-T-H-E-G-R-A-D-E dot net. That's S-Green, the knee on the end at makethegrade.net. 
you can check out www.makethegrade.net. Uh, you can also come to the Facebook community, the Make the Grade page or the Make the Grade Success community and contribute. I encourage and I love when we get actions and interactions and people talking and asking questions. So speaking of questions, if you have topics you would like to hear about on podcasts, I am mapping out the podcasting topical calendar for 2020, at least the first half. And my goal is to give people things they want to listen to. And that's the plan. So, Dr. Stephen Green, the success doctor, since it is that time, happy 2020, happy new year. Hope you have a great year. Hope you have your goals in place and you're setting them. Academic, personal, fitness, nutrition, financial, whatever you got. Get it on paper. Get it on paper. I have way, 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 way more case studies I could talk about in this arena but uh, I think you get the point for today. So have a great week. Thank you for all your support. And I will get with you next time. So long. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.